Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Personal Growth Fridays. Woo! Um, big energy today. Um, I've just had a delicious coffee. And in fact, I went to get a croissant as well. Now, we're probably thinking, Max, shut the fuck up. Please stop talking about this. But for the next 20 minutes, I'm actually going to be talking purely about croissants. Um, yes, I have pretty much lost the plot at this point. Um, you, you know when you see these podcast people and you're like, oh, they're really running out of ideas. I'm about to talk about 20 minutes about uh, croissants. So if you don't like croissants, piss off now. I don't really want you listening to me anyway. Um, but yeah, strap in if you're a big croissant patisserie fan. <laughs> now, where were we? So why am I talking about croissants? Um, pretty simply, well, first of all, they're fucking delicious. Anyone who disagrees really needs to sort their life out. Croissants are one of the best things on this earth. But the main reason I'm talking about croissants is because they have become more than just a sweet treat for myself. They have actually begun to symbolise quite a lot of my working life at the moment. What do they symbolise? Well, they symbolise quite a few different things. Um, the first one actually being, they're a bit of an escape. Which I know sounds pretty retarded, probably in many, many ways. But throughout the day, I have quite stressful kind of working weeks. Um, I wake up, I have a few perhaps tough calls to kickstart the day off with. Um, I wake up to a few emails that maybe I don't quite want to be opening. Whatever it may be, it's just not going quite the way I planned it. So instead of stressing and instead of getting overwhelmed and thinking, oh, it's then writing kind of like the whole day off, I'm pretty sure we've all done that at some point where we've had like a, a terrible first two minutes and then we're like, oh, that's it, the whole day's fucked. Instead of doing that, I go and get a croissant. So about half 10, 11 o'clock, like in between breakfast and lunch, there is a Sainsbury's local just down the road for me and they have a bakery section. And if I'm having a shite start to the day, I simply put no. That for 85p, I can get a chocolate and hazelnut croissant from Sainsbury's. Now, this croissant isn't just a little bit of, you know, sweetness kind of to pick up my day. For me, it is that escape. Instead of being stuck in a rut, instead of just kind of writing off the whole day, it becomes like a reset button for me, this croissant does. I know that when it gets to this certain time, A, I can have a nice little 10 minute walk so I can step away from computers, screens, all these different things, you know, forget all that for the next 10 minutes. B, I can try and catch some sort of sunshine. Even if it is raining, it's still just nice to get that bit of fresh air. And C, I know that I'm going to have an absolutely delicious treat at the end of it. I fucking love croissants. So as I say, it's all about kind of symbolising not just the fact that it's a sweet, sweet treat, but actually what it really means to me. Now, why I kind of bang on about this is the, the other week I was speaking about shit weeks and how we kind of get in these, like I call them funks, you know, like where you just can't seem to snap out of your own mind. Now, we all have them, we all have moments where we think, oh, sod this, like I'm, I'm, I'm done. But we all need something that's going to get us out of that, whether it is a nice coffee whether it is literally just kind of getting outside, we all need something to escape from these funks. They are inevitable, they are impossible to avoid, and the worst thing we can do about them is to kind of sit there and just dwell on them. I was speaking to someone in our marketing team here at Jiminy, and she made a really good point that sometimes when she's in a funk, she'll then spend time thinking about how she's in this funk and stressing about it, in which may wasting more time 
just kind of being stuck in this like little shit funk circle. You know, kind of in this horrible loop of, of listening back to her own thoughts and then kind of dwelling on those thoughts. And then she's dwelling on the fact that she's dwelling on these thoughts. As you can tell, I do need another coffee. I have lost my mind at this point. But you get what I mean is the fact that you end up spending more time and wasting more time because you actually focus on the negatives and spending it on the time that you're dwelling. So find out what your cross on is. As I say, everyone could have completely different things. Some people may love croissants just like myself, but find out what yours is. Because we all need that something that's going to kind of reset our minds. You go do it, even if it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it is. And everyone's always like, oh, but you've wasted 10 minutes then of your day. Oh, well, you've, you know, what a waste of 20 minutes. You will end up wasting hours procrastinating. Trying to find that kind of, oh, no, snap out of it, snap out of it, Max. You're going to spend well over an hour doing that in your day. Or you could do 10 to 20 minutes or something you know is going to reset you and you come back at it with a fresh mind and reset your button. Now, another thing as to why I chose croissants, because it's a small reward. I speak quite a lot about self-coaching. Um, in fact, I run a, a whole workshop based around kind of how we can begin self-coaching, where the logical next step is and things like that. Now, one of the biggest reasons people don't start self-coaching, in my opinion, is because they've got no fucking clue as to where to start. The truth is there are a million and one different options. You know, and different ones will work for different people and we've all got different starting points. So where the fuck do we start? It's like dipping your toe in the ocean and not knowing which part to quite dive into. You know, where's going to be the right temperature for me? So one of the biggest things I always recommend when I'm doing these self-coaching workshops is A, separate your goals, and B, is actually start to understand that we need to start looking at short-term goals and not just long-term. There is that age-old question whenever you're at an interview. It's, you know, where do you see yourself in five years? I've got no fucking clue where I'm going to be in five years. I'll be 30, I, you know, God knows where I, I might still be living in London, I might have kind of hung up my boots and kind of moved out to the sticks, I don't know, I don't know what job I'm going to be in or what I'm going to be doing, because, you know, as we said a, a few weeks back, aiming for progression not perfection means that we don't actually have an end goal when it comes to that far, the problem is, is people then force themselves to come up with this end goal, they try and figure out, well, where do I want to be in like a year's time then? Thinking that that short time, a year is a fucking long time. Look, realistically, we spend about 75, you know, years alive or whatever it is, 80 years nowadays. It's almost it's over a whole percent of your whole entire life. So how can you possibly work that out in the space of 10 minutes? So what I like to do instead, instead of thinking, right, where do I want to be in a year? I try and break it down into kind of a lot smaller and more achievable goals. What do I want to be doing in two weeks' time? At most, and I mean at very most, what do I want to be doing in a month's time? Because realistically, that's all we should be looking at. That's all we should be kind of focusing our attention at. Because the reason people don't succeed in self-coaching is because they look forward to a year or five years and we are all very impatient people. Even people who class themselves as patient, we want things now. We live in a world where we can order something in Amazon and it comes next day. And if it doesn't come next day, we complain. 
we go to restaurants and if they're not delivered in 10 minutes, we moan that it's not come quick enough. We go to a pub and if our beer isn't served, you know, within like 30 seconds, we look and think, what are you doing? Why is it taking so long? We live in a very, very impatient world or we can access everything online in seconds. So why do people think that our mentality is now going to change when it comes to self-coaching? Why do people think that all of a sudden we're all going to be like, yep, cool, I can wait a whole year to see this result? It's not going to change. We're not just going to miraculously become these like absolute patient saints. That's not how it works. So instead, what we should be doing is setting small achievable goals. Because once you start giving yourself a target for a week or two weeks time, you can do it. You can actually tick it off as done. So two things then. One, you're going to have that small sense of achievement. You're going to think, oh, fuck it, good, good work, Max. You've actually done something. You know, like you've achieved your goal. And second of all, and this is my favourite part, is that all these small little goals that we're, you know, setting out and trying to achieve, they're going to tally up into the big one. You know that big one I told you not to think about, that one, you know, a year or two years or even five years if you've fully lost the plot. We are working towards that and that will be achieved. We're just not going to focus on it right now. Instead, we're going to look at these two-week goals. Because before we know it, we've done the first two weeks and then we're in the second and then we've done that and then we're in the third. And before we do it, we've blinked and it's been six months. Because we haven't been looking at the bigger goal and the wider picture, we've just been focusing on what's in front of us. How do you eat an elephant? You eat an elephant one bite at a time. You don't look at how big the elephant is. You don't worry about how, of course, it's going to be overwhelming. You simply give yourself a forkful and you dive in. And all these mouthfuls are going to lead up to the whole bloody elephant. How do you climb stairs? You go one foot at a time. You know, how do you go up a ladder? You go up one step at a time. It's simple, but we often overlook it. We just look at the top of the ladder and think, oh God, forget that. And it works the exact same with coaching. But linking it back to my world, you know, world famous croissants, is why do I have these? Is because for me, they're a reward sound like Jonathan Watson, Jonathan Watson, um, a reward for achieving these small goals. As much as, you know, we shouldn't be looking long-term and we should be looking short-term, you also need to give yourself a pat on the back when you do these short-term goals. Because you don't realise it, but we are creatures of habit and we like being, you know, recognised and giving that pat on the back. So by setting out small targets... You can't give yourself a massive reward each time. None of us are that unless you're absolutely rich. Unfortunately, you know, we need to give ourselves realistic rewards. And for me, an 85p cross on each week when I achieve my goals is doable. You know, I, I reckon I could scrape together that 85p. But the symbol of it is actually worth far more. You know, the value is less than a quid. Happy days. But the symbol of you've achieved what you wanted to do that week, you've got yourself out of the funk, you've ticked off every single objection that you wanted to do over the five working days. So good for you. Go get yourself a croissant. And then when I'm eating it, you know, they always say when you've earned something, it tastes better. You know, like when you've played a long sports game and you have that first meal, you're like, oh, this tastes absolutely incredible. It's because you've earned it. You know, when you've saved ages to buy something, you see people when they buy their first house. Obviously, it's amazing that you're buying a house. It's more the fact that you've worked so hard to be able to achieve the opportunity to buy the house. 
So when you're eating that croissant, you fucking sit there with your headphones in, listening to whatever you want, and you enjoy every single fucking mouthful of that croissant. Because you have worked hard, you have achieved these little goals. Alright, let's not give ourselves goals every day. We can't have a croissant every single day. Unless you've got the metabolism of a racehorse like some of the housemates. But for most people, let's set ourselves a weekly target. And let's start thinking to ourselves, right, is this achievable? We can purely focus on that. You know, long term, we can worry about and we can look at in six months time. Let's not even think about that now. Let's think short term. And what's our reward? Let me know what your reward is. Is it a croissant? Is it a coffee? You know, is it a, the, a book that you wanted to buy recently? Whatever it may be, what is your little treat? So then it takes me on to probably my, my last point. And again, if you're not recognising here, croissants aren't just croissants. <laughs> They're a symbol for stuff. Well, I've got two points. One is about mixing up your croissants. And the second one is don't let your croissant go stale. I'd love to know if, if someone could count how many times I'm going to say croissant during this. Um, it'd be amazing if I'm saying it wrong this whole time too. Anyway, mixing up your croissants. I love a chocolate and hazelnut one. That is like my guilty like pleasure. You get the best of both worlds. You get the rich chocolate. You also get the you know the the nutty hazelnut. Like it's perfect. Anyone who argues with me, like let's scrap it out in the cobbles. But I can't have a chocolate and hazelnut croissant every single time. Because my mind then will start to get bored and it will stop seeing it as a treat and a reward. So instead, I mix it up. Sometimes I just go a classic plain one, maybe a bit of jam. Um, I sometimes I go just a simple chocolate. I had a um, what's the, the almond croissant? Wow, that was a, that was a mind blowing one. That was. But the idea here is is that we need to mix things up, and that carries on with our working life as well. Why do people get bored of their jobs? Because they get themselves stuck in this routine of doing the exact same thing Monday to Friday, week in, week out. Yes, all right, we have certain targets and we have certain things that we need to tick off as done. But we also need to find ways of mixing up, of maybe doing the same thing. There are small goals here that I like to set myself. One, I like to change where I'm sitting. Everyone, when I say this, goes, oh, you've actually fully lost it. Um, we probably sit at the same desk and the same location in the same office, in our same home office, whatever it may be. We probably sit in the same spot every single time. So mix it up, start sitting in different locations, freshen your mind, have a new kind of attitude. Even go work at a coffee shop one day if you want. They do croissants in there, fantastic. So A, start mixing up your locations. And second of all, start mixing up the routine that you're in. Even as simple as if, say, for example, every Monday morning you do this one activity and then every Tuesday afternoon you do this activity, reorganise that. Do that Tuesday activity on the Monday morning and do the Monday morning one on the Tuesday afternoon. Because the last thing on earth you want is your brain to just know what's coming. And linking to what I was about to say, don't let your croissant go stale. Don't let your brain go stale. Your brain is a muscle. It is like a... And you need to work it out to keep it strong and healthy. The worst thing that we could do is just let our brain just kind of melt away and go to nothing. And that's what happens when we go into a routine. Yes, it's very, very healthy, I think, to have some sort of routine. You know, like I start work at this time, I gym at this day, things like that. 
Very good to have that. But we do need some sort of mixing it up. Otherwise, we will get to the point in our lives where we are literally just doing the same thing over and over and over again. And once we start doing that, that's when we start getting bored. No matter how much you love routine, if you are doing the same thing every single week and every single day, you are going to get to the point where you think, oh, fucking hell, as if I have another day of this. So as simple as rearranging your diary. And start doing it with your team as well. If you're a team lead, start actually mixing their diaries up as well. We have a, um, we have a daily huddle. And it, it was every morning at 9.30. We've mixed it up now. Sometimes the sales teams and the CS, we join together. Some days we don't talk about anything that we'd normally do in a huddle because we need to start keeping things fresh. Because if we don't, that's when we become stale. And if, the, if I know anything in life, it's that a stale croissant tastes like absolute shite. It goes really like, it goes, it's weird. Like it goes soggy in some areas and then rock hard in others. And it, it is just horrible. Now imagine what, if that happens to a croissant, imagine what could happen to your brain. Don't even give it the opportunity to go stale. Mix things up in your life. I'm not saying, you know, drop everything, go traveling for 10 years. Like, I'm not saying, or, you know, completely move jobs. N nothing like that. It can be as simple, as I say, just rearranging your diary a little bit. You know, mixing up whatever you normally do Thursday, let's chuck it in on Monday. Whatever you do Monday, let's throw in a Wednesday just to mix it all up. Start a new hobby. Read a new book. Whatever it may be. And in my case, it is at times as simple as trying a new croissant. And I know everyone's like, shut the fuck off about croissants now. But I'm telling you now, if I ever find that I'm, you know, a bit bored and I'm stuck in a routine and what have I achieved in my life and you kind of start overthinking everything, simply put, I'll go get an almond croissant instead. And even though it's the tiniest thing in the world and it's 85p and it means absolutely nothing in the grand scheme of things, for me, it's just something a little bit different to my routine. And it keeps my brain fresh. It keeps me trying new things. And then once I've had almond a few times, all right, let's go back to chocolate, whatever it may be. It's all about mixing up your life to a correct amount. As I say, we're not, I'm, not, I'm not saying, you know, ditch everything. Let's fucking move to Australia. You know, I've done that now. We've got that out of the system. But it's all about kind of keeping on top of things, not accepting that, you know, life is done or life is over. You, this is your life. You get one shot at it. You're never, ever going to be able to live this day again. And there's only one person who can do all this, which is you. I preach that self-coaching is amazing because you can see the results. It's all for you. It also means that you're the one who has to start taking those steps, though. No one can get you to mix up your diary. No one can get you to take that walk at lunchtime. But you can start doing it. Right, enough of the ex-fat kid talking about croissants. Um, because I actually need to go get one now after this. Um, it's been on my mind far too much. I think I'm going to go for a chocolate and hazel. Oh, no. What? I've just been preaching about mixing it up. Fuck it. Let's go in almond. Um, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Um, I know I've probably it's a lot of me rambling. For me, croissants, as I said, they're more to, more to me than just a sweet treat. Now, everyone has got that one symbol. So please do let me know. LinkedIn, Instagram, wherever it may be, wherever you found my nasally voice, please do just drop me a message and let me know what your croissant is. See you all next week, guys.